Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Design Recharge. I'm super excited to have my friend Nathan Yoder on and I've had him on a couple of times before and he always, like my face at the end of it really hurts because he always makes me smile so much. So today, we're, Nathan's really reinvented himself a few times and um, done side projects that have now turned into full-time and then full-time to freelance. So we're going to dig into all that and kind of see how he keeps a positive attitude and and just keeps trucking down the road and trying new things. So Nathan, so good to have you. Yeah, well, thanks again for having me on. It's always great to be here. I guess this is the third time I've been on at this point. So it's... Yeah, third or fourth, because you went on with um, Sean, right, one time? Yeah, that's true, yeah. So I think it's number four for you. Oh, okay, crazy. Well... this is episode 179, so it's quite a, quite a few. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, but yeah, oh, thanks again for having me. Of course. I'm always happy to have you on. So we're going to go ahead and dig in. Just in case somebody doesn't know who you are, can you give us a little bit of your background um, and, and kind of tell us a little bit about your professional journey after school? Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, again, uh, my name is Nathan. Um, I, uh, I'm a designer. I do a lot of illustration and lettering work, um, uh, kind of rewinding to kind of how I got to that point. Um, I grew up in Oklahoma in a little small town called Pryor, and uh, just kind of real quick how I even got interested in it. Um, Basically, in the eighth grade, I had a buddy who uh, whose dad owned like a screen printing kind of uh, sign shop in town, and uh, my buddy, you know, wanted uh, kind of a T-shirt design for a band that him and his buddy was starting, um, you know, in the eighth grade. <laughs> and uh, so uh, I kind of drew up the sketch, and he took it to his dad. And um, so the next day at PE class, his dad showed up and asked me if I wanted to draw pictures for a shop, you know? So for me at that point, it was just, I was just drawing pictures. Like I didn't know it was design or whatever. It was just, he would say, draw, you know, some motorcycle guy and then I'll put some type over the top of it or something. So I did that for a little while and uh, got uh, uh, copies of Photoshop and Illustrator from him. And so finally I was starting to kind of head in the design direction. Uh, I started kind of printing t-shirts for myself or like brought a screen printer um, and so by the time high school, uh, came around, um, I had kind of slowly become, uh, more acquainted with design and realized that's what I wanted to do. So, uh, I went to school, um, at Oklahoma State University, um, Institute of Technology in Oklahoma, uh, and, uh, just got an associate's degree in graphic design and, after that, um, started working full time at a uh, an advertising agency in Tulsa, um, and uh, it was it was a spot that I'd been interning at, so it was just kind of a, a nice little transition into full time uh, work. And um, so yeah, I, I was there for about two years, um, and while I was there, I was doing a lot of kind of corporate branding and um, uh, kind of uh, advertising stuff. Um, and I was just kind of realizing more and more how much I had missed drawing because, uh, you know, that was the thing that uh, I, had, I had loved doing from the start. Um, and so I just started kind of doodling anytime I could um, and just posting my drawings online. Um, and uh, I guess if, if, uh, if I could, I, I could probably kind of bring up some examples too while I'm talking here. Um, so I'm going to... Yeah. 
screen up here. Let me know if uh, you guys are seeing this. Yes, I okay. am. Okay. Um, and yeah, let me know you guys uh, who are watching if, if something's not coming through. Um, so this is kind of an example of like the early days when I was first kind of posting these sketches. So, you know, the, the, that first job that I was at, I was doing a lot of logos and things. And so when I was sketching out type for logos, um, you know, it was all done on paper before I brought it into the computer. And so that was the thing that initially got me in, interested in hand lettering. I was like, oh, well, you know, I really love to draw and I really love design and I really love, you know, creating these logos. Um, so why, why don't I kind of do some of this on paper, you know, more than just a sketch. And so I started posting these things that I would kind of hashtag welcome to the week just as an excuse to draw some type. And so I'd be like, welcome to the week of Friday, July 7th, you know, 2012. Um, and so I would do this kind of consistently every morning, you know, just kind of as I was gearing up for the day or in between projects. And uh, one thing led to another and eventually, um, eventually I uh, ended up getting a job in uh, Southern California, just kind of out of the blue, got a phone call and a job offer to come work out there, uh, kind of designing t-shirts and doing a lot of the same stuff. Uh, yeah, design, uh, Diane's uh, wearing one of the shirts <laughs> uh, that I ended up doing for the company out there. Um, let me see if I've got what my next one is here. Um, so let's see. Um, well, so this was kind of in between, uh, you know, when I very first started drawing stuff, this is kind of an example of how the welcome to the week doodles and stuff turned into kind of projects in the evening. Um, these, were, so was, these were pretty small, right? These were in just like a moleskin or moleskin, yeah. whatever, however you say it. And then you would color them and stuff in the computer. Right. Yeah. It was all just kind of pen and ink stuff. And especially then my big thing was just working with a pen and not even really sketching things out, just kind of going for it and letting the mistakes and stuff uh, kind of dictate in a lot of ways what I would draw next, you know? So I would draw the little ship at the top and then uh, try to figure out, you know, what was the phrase even going to be as I kind of worked the way down. It's like, what kind of space do I have? What could I fit in this ribbon? You know? So it was really just an escape from the mundane. You know, it's like when I was drawing with a pen, I wasn't overthinking things. Um, I was just just enjoying the process of creating whatever it was that I was creating, you know. And so, uh, so again, it was just really cool um, to stumble into uh, a full-time position where I got to do that every day. Uh, it kind of like at the start when my buddy's dad showed up, you know. It's like that just kind of stumbled across my path. So, But you were um, really, so you were really working a, a – Social media on the, on the side, that was like a big, you were doing hand lettering, you were committing a lot of time. It was a very deep side project. It wasn't like you were just doing it once uh, every two weeks or something. I mean, this was like after work and you were very passionate about right. it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. And I was single at the time, you know, so I, I didn't have much of a life, you know. And I, and I, <laughs> <laughs> so I was... Yeah, drawing. I was like drawing every chance I could. It's like, I, I don't know if a day has gone by since I graduated uh, college or, you know, uh, or since I started drawing again at this agency I was working at where I hadn't drawn something that day, even if it was just a small little doodle. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely been a, a process of, you know, just kind of sharpening um, yourself, you know, just every day as you're kind of 
moving forward. So, um, so again, when you went to the company in California, you, you got, you were with, uh, Zachary Smith and, um, Sean Togetsky, which I can yeah. say without practicing now. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and you also said that it was kind of like iron sharpening iron. Y'all kind of oh, yeah. really pushed each other and Sean was doing a lot of illustrations and that kind of sparked something in you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I mean, that's just it. Like when I was in Oklahoma, I, there were, there wasn't really too many people doing, uh, uh, what I was doing as far as just kind of working with design, like on paper, kind of by hand kind of stuff. Um, so when I got the job out in California, it was just, uh, it was really inspiring to just be surrounded by these guys that were doing, um, you know, exactly what I was doing, uh, and just being able to kind of share work with them, like see what they're doing, kind of share um, uh, each other's processes and kind of figure out, you know, what we want to adapt or kind of um, from the other person's process or whatever. So, I mean, that was it was definitely an inspiring time and, and it, it was only a year, but yeah. <laughs> right. But it's, it was funny because you were the oldest out of those guys and they had been doing it. Zach had been doing it for quite a while, but it was just this intensity of these people that were really practicing this, this craft. And yeah. I think you, you dove in headfirst with, and you were right there with them, but I just think it's funny because you were still pretty young as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause I think I was like 24, 25 around then. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. Again, it's like, it, it was, uh, that, that spot, there were just so many beyond just Zach and Sean, um, you know, even just everybody else in the company that were doing their specific jobs, you know, whether it was a designer or a project manager. Um, I mean, they were all guy. so good. Yeah. Video guy, uh, Brandon wall was, uh, and Mark Anderson, they were kind of the video guys there and they were so good at what they did. So yeah, it was such an inspiring place um, to be. And, and I mean, uh, and especially kind of looking back on that now, because after that, I, I went freelance. I, I um, So I just kind of, uh, I went freelance. And so now, now, you know, I've been working freelance since then. And so I'm, you know, basically working by myself all day. And so, I mean, I, it's, I mean, it's, it's freelance is great, but uh, you know, if you can find the right team and you're with the right people, it's like, I, I would, I would trade an amazing team of talented folks, um, over solitude any day, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, but it was a good, it was a good season there. For sure. Hey, just to wonder, can you guys see our little pictures? Can y'all tell me in the chat? Oh yeah. Or okay, you just, sweet. Okay. okay, great. Okay. Um, okay, so let's talk about some of those. So, so you go from um, full time working at a, a design agency or a advertising agency in Tulsa. You mm-hmm. get a full time job in Southern California, doing hand lettering, which you'd been doing on the side, and then you worked there for a year, and then you decided to go freelance. And you actually moved. You moved from California to Washington, or right? Uh, well, I actually moved from California up to um, Portland, Oregon. Portland. Um, so, and that was really just kind of like a whim kind of move where uh, uh, one of my buddies and I, we were just like sitting in our apartment one night and our lease was about up and we had been trying to find a new place in California and we had both started working freelance at that point. And so we were trying to find a place that was going to, you know, 
so that we could live below our means rather than above our means. And, <laughs> and, and I mean, uh, rent prices had gone up over the year that we had been there. And so any place we were looking was going to be more than what we had already paid when we had, you know, very stable jobs or so we thought, you know, <laughs> so, uh, so we were like, Hey, like, what if we just moved to Portland? And, uh, so we like the next week flew up to Portland and checked it out. And, um, I, I immediately fell in love with it just cause it was, it was kind of the best of both worlds where California, I never completely connected with the culture there, but I loved the creativity that was there and the energy. Um, uh, but then Oklahoma, I, there wasn't quite as much creativity, but the culture there and like the hospitality and the community aspect of Tulsa was so amazing. And so when I moved to Portland, it was kind of both of those things where, you know, Portland is such a creative community. Um, and uh, the community aspect of it is also really strong. They really value the community aspect of it, you know. So, um, so yeah, I moved to Portland and... Uh, uh, my buddy actually didn't end up moving there with me, so I ended up kind of moving up there by myself, and then um, a couple other friends of mine ended up meeting me up there, and so that's how I got to Portland anyways. Um, and you had a beautiful trip. Like, you took this road trip, and it was like a month long or something, or maybe I'm just remembering it wrong, but you took these great photos on your trip, right? Yeah, it, it was, uh, it was, I kind of just stretched the trip out and drove up the highway one on the coast. And it, I think it was around like four or five days of just kind of uh, just driving slow and pulling over anytime I wanted to take a picture. You know, it's like I was the only one, uh, you know, in the car. So, you know, it, I only had to ask myself, I guess, if I was going <laughs> to pull over. Um, uh and so, yeah, I don't know. It, it was, uh, it was really pretty and it was just a cool kind of transition, um, driving up there. It, it also just kind of gave me a lot of time to just kind of think about like what I was doing, where I was going, like what, you know, the next few years of my life, uh, kind of were going to look like. Um, uh, and again, I was still pretty fresh into freelance at that point. And so it was also just kind of mulling over, uh, the transition and kind of the past year and all of that. So, so when, when the transition happened, was this something, I mean, and you're really positive, but it still can kind of get to you, I think at some point. Yeah. Um, and it can, so it's like a, what was you thought super secure, it became not as secure or whatever they changed there, the way they were, were doing their art. And yeah. so, um, so you thought, something and then you know there were other somebody else had other plans and so you've had to deal with that and a lot of people uh if they lose their job or they you know it's just their job just isn't working for them um or they cut them in pay or whatever it is mm -hmm. case, um contracts change that can be really um depressing and sometimes people just want to maybe even leave the field so what kept yeah. you going and how how did you say no this i'm gonna make this work and move because really yeah. you know there's a lot of unknowns yeah right um yeah i mean it's definitely a challenge and that's kind of the the thing about social media is like you get to share you know the just what you want to share and you don't have to like you know bother everybody with all, all the you know the the nasty details or kind of the um the unglamorous aspects of, you know, uh, 
of life. You know what I mean? <laughs> but we're all going through those things. Like we all have, um, you know, these kind of struggles that we're going through and, and we're all trying to figure out how to, you know, make it better, you know? Um, so for me, it, you know, I think <clears throat> I kind of like what you were saying. It's like, even just deciding, um, you know, am I going to stay in the industry or am I going to kind of go back to something that I'd done in the past? That was definitely something I was asking myself at that time because I, I was somewhat fresh out of college even. And so my portfolio, um, if I wanted to go work at an agency again, was going to be pretty weak because I hadn't done a lot of corporate um, branding kind of work, you know. Um, but then on the illustration side of things, I had all this illustration work that I had to share. Um, so my portfolio as far as illustration and lettering goes was um, was somewhat established because uh, I'd spent a year, you know, every day kind of doing this thing. But at the same time, um, it, you know, what agency was going to hire me uh, to do illustration work for them every day, you know, because it's kind right. of a specialty type of thing. It's like maybe maybe agencies all over the country need illustration all the time, but one agency doesn't need it every day, you know? So, right. Uh, so that was kind of my dilemma at that point. I was like, okay, so do I move back to Oklahoma and do I kind of go back to what I was doing before I got here to the coast? Um, and that's why freelance for me was the only option. I was like, well, um, I just have to make it work. And I think the driving factor behind that was, um, well, it's just kind of the idea that I, I felt like I felt like I had an ability and I really wanted to to use it um, to its greatest potential. And I kind of felt like going back home or kind of starting over would be a step in the in a backwards kind of direction rather than moving forward. Um, and ultimately, you know, with my work, I, I, I always am searching for ways that I can inspire and encourage others to do the things that they love to do. And so. Um, I don't know, for me, it was just kind of a season of, uh, of kind of wrestling with this uncomfortable um, kind of feeling and, and kind of pressing through to whatever might be on the other side. Because I think, again, just kind of like at the start when I was either a kid and, and my buddy's dad showed up, or when I got the call to move out to the coast, all of those things were so new. And that's why they were so exciting. And th those are the things that were always kind of like, crossing our fingers that are going to happen to us in our lives. But then right. once we find ourselves um, in a position where we ourselves can make ourselves uncomfortable, we rather, we generally choose the comfortable route, you know? And so I think this was one of the first times where rather than an opportunity kind of presenting itself to me, I was kind of deciding, okay, like, I think I'm going to be the one to make an uncomfortable move. And, and so that was kind of the move up to Portland. And, again, staying positive and all of that. Um, uh, some of it is just kind of personality is like just trying to be self-disciplined and, um, and probably a greater percent of that is just uh, prayer and uh, fasting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like, I, I, I don't I hope uh, there's, there's something more to the story and I feel like it's going to be okay in the end. You know, so. Well, and sometimes it's just about pressing through that you felt like maybe God didn't call you out of that yet. And so yeah. 
um, that it wasn't to go back to Oklahoma. It wasn't, it was like, hey, you have more to do, keep pressing on. But it's not always, I guess one of the things me and you talked about last week was it's not always um, a given that you're going to get, um, that you're going to, it's going to be easy and you're going to flush with cash and you're going to, there's still so much effort that has to go into put doing continuing to do new work continuing to explore new things as well as right. doing self-promotion so even when you feel really crappy because you need to still get work and it's not if and we had talked about this it was like you think it's just you right that is right everybody else must be doing fine because they seem to be fine but really what it right. is is nobody's talking about that right right well, kind of like what you were saying at, at the start, and then I'll kind of talk about what you were saying there at the end. Um, uh, it really is kind of, again, social media kind of gives us, especially in the past couple of years, has kind of given everybody the impression that um, if you work really hard and if you're sharing uh, your work consistently, that you're going to get noticed and that you are going to get presented all these great opportunities Um, And to an extent, you know, it's like in theory, like that's true, you know, it's like work hard and, and the result of your, of your efforts is going to be something, you know, it's like something's going to come from your hard work. Um, But I think sometimes it's easy to let our expectations rise a little too high, you know, or, or, or think of ourselves a little too highly and think, well, because I put in all this hard work, I deserve this, you know, and, and a lot of times, well, and that's just not the way life goes, you know, I think. Um, it's, and that's the thing. It's like life has a great way of just kind of humbling you a little bit and being like, well, okay, before Instagram and, and everything like that was around, you know, people were working really hard, um, to kind of earn their place in, in the industry. And, and it's great that social media has kind of created this platform where people can be promoted so quickly, but we shouldn't let that become our new norm because it's never been the norm, you know? So I think we just have to remember and I've been trying to remind myself that there's no formula to, to life. You know, it's like you can, you, you, you try to make something happen. Um, and hopefully it does. Um, but I think the secret to, um, kind of just in uh, being kind of content throughout the whole thing is just being grateful for what you have and not looking too far down the road to what you want to happen. Cause I think, um, a lot of times when I just stop and consider the things that I do have, it has a really great way of making me forget about what it was that I was really wanting to happen, you know, cause, cause we have so much if you really think about it. Um, and there's, there's so many people who have so much less than we do and they would be slapping us if, if they saw us complaining about it, you know? So I think that's, that's kind of my, if if there's any kind of like a secret to staying positive throughout it all, I think it's always just kind of reminding yourself, okay, what is the most important thing here? Why am I even doing this in the first place? Am I pushing through all of this just to uh, be noticed and just to like earn some kind of uh, level of fame or something? Or is there something greater behind my work that I'm working towards? Um, because I think, regardless of if, if you become successful or not, you're always going to be frustrated if you're just working for yourself because it's going to be frustrating getting up the mountain, but once you're on the top of the mountain, it's going to be frustrating as you try to kick everybody off your heels as they're trying to take your spot, you know? So, so yeah. Uh, um, 
but yeah, and then and like what you were saying at the end, um, those are all the things that you know people aren't generally talking about. So I think through your struggle and through your kind of attempts to try to stay positive, um, the temptation is just to think, um, you know, I'm the only one struggling through this. I'm the only one who, uh, you know, who uh, you know might be kind of trying to find work and work isn't coming in or or whatever the the issue might be. Um, and so I think again, kind of like when I was at Sevenly, that's, that's what's so important about community and, and finding friends and people who, uh, who are both doing what you're doing so that you can relate, but also friends who aren't doing what you're doing so they can remind you that, Hey, there's more going on in this world than just lettering and illustration work, you know, <laughs> or whatever your job is. Right. So. Right. And I think that you've been it's always there's always been kind of a greater purpose and granted you you may do some work that um maybe doesn't always have that same and that was i think was one of the pulls to sevenly was because they were given seven dollars to every like this one went to this shirt went to the autism or whatever so right but i i feel like you know we say or as Christians in the Bible, it's, you know, God's not going to give you anything more than you can handle. And I don't really yeah. know if that's the exact verse or if that's just people saying something. Yeah. Um, but there are times when you feel like, wait, I think some, maybe somebody made a mistake. Cause I don't know. Yeah. But sometimes that's, there's a piece at that because again, it is that higher power. Somebody else's, um, you know, knew you were going to be there and didn't want you to give up, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah, and I, mean, I don't. I, I think um, uh, again. I, I think that that's kind of the aspect of it where it's like, I, um, I may have plans, you know, or, or I have may have these desires, but I just. You, but you have to remind yourself that just even the fact that we're alive today is a gift. You know what I mean? Like that. That's not something that we had any power over. Um, and if we really stop and again consider what placed us where we are today, um, uh, we'll realize that a lot of that wasn't done in our power. It's like it was just either opportunities, it was people that came right. into our lives, um, and that's the way that I like to look at it. Is like you know, uh, it, it's like every good and perfect gift comes from God. It's like whether you believe in God or not if good things happen, it's like, I believe that came from God. You know what I mean? So, so if it's an opportunity, like, like when my buddy's dad came and showed up, um, I, I'm like, thank God, you know, or if, if it's the phone call when I moved to Oklahoma, it's like, thank God, you know, but I, I don't necessarily think, uh, at the same time that any, any, like, um, I think it's, kind of like what you're saying. It's like, we're not going to be given more than what we can handle. And I think a lot of that uh, also kind of comes down to, are we being grateful for what we have? Mm -hmm. And if we aren't, then are we going to be trusted with anything more than that? You know? So um, again, things to remember as a freelancer, it's like, I, it's comforting to know that, uh, you know, if you do believe in God, that there's something more there that is kind of, uh, kind of watching your back. But at the same time, uh, He's not a, uh, he's not like a maid that you can boss around and like say like, hey, like, give me this job or that job. You know, it's like, he's like reminding you of the good things and the true things, you know, so that you can stay grounded. And, uh, and that's a good thing to have uh, if you're self-employed. <laughs> it also, 
it makes your work better too. If you've had a little struggle again, it makes you able to relate. If you just were dropped out on the top of the mountain, you never had the struggle of getting there. And unfortunately, is it, it life is not just one mountain. We are many mountains, many valleys, and it is this continual journey. Right. And so I feel like, you know, people might look at you and say, Hey, you did the Miller Lite Harley Davidson thing, or you did, you know, uh, in field and stream, you were getting all this work. And sometimes it's like, um, yeah, I'm scraping by this month, but yeah, I got this. And you know, you just, you never know where somebody is, but you just need to reach out if you're having trouble and you feel like you can't make it and you feel like you need to leave and do something else, you know, go work at a right. bank or something, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Well, and, and again, that I think that's the thing. It's like, the more we do, the more we feel like what we're doing is completely our own doing. And so I think that builds a level of pride that says, you can't, you can't reach out to anybody else or you can't let anybody else know that you're in need mm. because you just let everybody know that you're the one that did all these great things. And because you did all this, everybody's going to be like, well, why can't you just do it again? Or if, if you're in need or if you, if you are struggling, uh, then that, that just makes you look bad, you know, but if yeah. you're able to, if, if you're able to just remain human and, and convey that to people, regardless of whatever, you whatever job you do it's such a silly thing to even think about you know it's like big company or small company it's all people and if you're looking at it that way it's like you're just working with human beings some just happen to have more money than us you know it's like um if <laughs> if, if if you're looking at it in that way i think uh and you're staying grounded through all of that then when you do need help you're not going to be uh, kind of so full of pride that you can't ask for help or that you can't just talk to somebody and, and um, kind of have the comfort of a friend that says, oh, yes, I'm going through this too. Because I think that's the thing that makes good, strong friendships and relationships is being willing to be vulnerable. And I think the more prideful we become, the less vulnerable we become and therefore um, the less really good, true, solid friends we start to have and then and then we're weak because of it um you well, know because we don't have people to relate with so let's talk about community a little bit so as a freelancer when you're working at home be having a real face-to-face -face community is really important but then also online social media can play a really big role but it's also it is having those trusted friends and those people that maybe are doing the same thing but it is like turning out and saying hey um hey uh, to a friend, maybe at an agent, say, hey, I'm actually looking for some work. Um, you know, do you know anything? Or And I think sometimes people think this doesn't happen and, oh, oh my goodness, they're going to think that I'm too needy. But really, if they're right. your friend and you say, hey, um, you know, I, I think that that's an okay thing to do. I mean, you can't do it every week, but it's yeah. also – so can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, have you done something like that? Have you ever reached out to your friends and been like, hey, you know what, I'm kind of hitting a dry patch or, you know, I have yeah. some extra time or something? Yeah. No, I, I think that, uh, again, it's like kind of having, I kind of have my freelance friends that I, uh, you know, talk to a lot, you know, because, um, you know, talking to other designers that, um, is one thing, but then talking to a designer who is in the same kind of, uh, situation as you are you know that's nice just to be like okay like um like how's work for you this month or you know is it slow or is it busy and just to remind you that a lot of times you know uh 
what what's happened in the past it's like okay well months ago there was a dry spot and i was starting to freak out but then you know the very next month you know came this really great project that made up for all the time that i had kind of spent kind of twiddling my fingers and so um it, it's like part of it is just reminding yourself that you signed up for this and that uh, this is just something that comes with the job you know but then uh again kind of like what you're saying the other part of it is just um, again, ho hopefully staying uh, kind of grounded enough to be okay to just ask a friend, you know, a, a, or, or reach out to some people and ask if they, they you know, need anything. Because um, that's the other temptation, you know, if, if things are really going great for a while and, and all this work is always coming in um, and you don't have to reach out for anything, as soon as you feel like you have to, you know, reach out to something, all of a sudden you, you feel like you're a failure, you know, right. or something. and from the outside, it's like people, you know, they don't, they have no idea, you know, what's going on. So. But that, uh, that's the internal struggle that you yeah. are thinking other people are thinking, or you're thinking other, you know, they're going to think this if I do this. And sometimes you just need to be honest. And I feel like that's, I also feel like that's calling you to, you know, God saying, Hey, you need to ask them. Like he put something on your heart and you, I don't yeah. know. Like I, I really do. Thankfully, I believe that's the way it works. So, yeah. um, uh, you were just talking about something and I was like, Oh, that's exactly one of the things that I had on my list. But, um, okay. So, um, when you've gotten, so this kind of goes Lisa in a question and it's kind of in the same vein. So we're going to go ahead and answer it. Um, so for illustration freelance, where do you put your energy when you're looking for new clients? Do you focus on specific sizes of companies or industries? Can you answer that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think again, for me over the years, that's kind of, uh, kind of changed a bit because when I first started, um, kind of the size of the company was kind of the main goal, you know, because especially again, growing up in Oklahoma, uh, I, I knew a few people who ended up in big agencies where they were actually working on big accounts. Like even if they were just a production artist, you know, it was like, wow, you're working with Coca-Cola. I was like, that's awesome. It's like, well, yeah, it's cool, but I'm just making these like presentation decks and it's like, no, but that's awesome, man. Like, <laughs> um, but uh, so it's like everybody, you know, at the kind of the spots that I grew up around, it's like they were all working for local clients, you know, just like the mom and pop shops around the corner or, you know, some local thing. And so, um, so for me, it's like success was working with a big client, you know, it's like if I could just get some big brands in my, in my portfolio, it's like, that was, that would be awesome, you know? And unfortunately, to an extent, it's, it, it can be kind of true sometimes in the industry. It's like perception is huge. And if, and if you don't have some big brands in your portfolio, then, uh, you know, there are people who will write you off because of that, you know, so that's a, a bit sad. But so that was kind of priority number one. I was like, I need to work with some big companies or something. Um, but again, kind of like what I was saying earlier, it's like, um, and I'm thankful, I'm really thankful that I was able to kind of eventually kind of do some work with um, some, uh, some bigger companies, but I, you know, or, okay. go well, I just want to say something once. So I've never had like yeah. a Coca-Cola or a Miller Lite or Harley Davidson or anything like that. But yeah. I actually think, um, and I think you get to a point because I don't think everybody can work 
for everybody, every designer out there can't, um, uh, you know, they, it can't be that, I mean, that might, I think when I was younger, that was a goal too, but it just didn't uh, come to fruition and I didn't like work it that hard. But then I realized that really a, a good designer is just solving problems visually and it's helping the company that they're with because unfortunately you're not just going to continually work for Coca-Cola unless you're right. doing, you know, slide decks or something, you know, presentations right. or whatever. Right. So um, I just want to, you know, make sure that, people realize like a lot of people have that, but we don't all make that, but it doesn't, I think it's a myth. Like then does that mean that you've never made it and that you've never touched lives with your designs? Are you, mm -hmm. and I think that's incorrect. Like I know there are companies that have completely grown and these people had these dreams that they would have never, I guess I value. And I think you do too value, you know, the, the little companies just as much as the big companies. But I think when you're younger, it just feels like you need the big company. Right. And I, and I think to do some things, I think in illustration, it is a little bit harder. And I do think you need to have some of that, but anyway. yeah, no. Yeah. And, and you're right. And, and I think a lot of even just growing up is kind of learning, uh, or it's just kind of, um, it's almost like when you're a kid, it's like uh, you're, you're kind of unsure when you're beginning to walk. And so a lot of learning how to walk is, is even just um, getting the, uh, the uh, what do you call it? Balance? Uh, yeah, the balance, but like the confidence, you know, it's oh. like getting the confidence to be able to try walking more confidently. And, and when you're more confident, you're able to take more sure-footed steps rather than second-guessing each step, you know? So right, I think. Right. Like what you're saying, it's like I'm not discounting working for big companies by any chance, by any means. Um, uh, but I and and I think that that does play a role in some ways in in gaining some confidence, so that you can like you know uh, take some sure-footed steps uh, in the forward direction, whether it's with a future big company or small company. Um, but I think you know it's all about just like is your mindset focusing on that so much that it's unhealthy, you know? And, right. and so if you are working with a smaller company, then are you just like down in the dumps, even if, even if they want something that could be potentially really great, you know? So, um, well, like the hood sisters and I know, you know, I, I well, you guys lived in the same area. I don't know if you ever got to meet them, but no. they, they did a mop company like they, and I was just like, Oh my gosh, they were like totally made this mop company, but they've done stuff for big brands. But then they let the, the little guy really shine too. So yeah. that's yeah. cool. Keep going. You want to yeah. talk about some of these? Like you want to talk about Miller Lite and Harley Davidson? Uh, did they contact you? Or go ahead. Did they contact you? Um, it was uh, an agency that um, was working with them and they contacted me. So I'm not sure how exactly they found me, but that was really cool to be able to work on that project. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I went long winded on the first half of my answer, but I was going to say now, nowadays when I'm looking for work or like my criteria for finding a project is more about just kind of uh, like, what is the work doing, you know? So I think, again, I even part of the whole uh, change in direction that I've kind of made in the kind of past few months has been an attempt to get back to kind of my core, uh, kind of driver in my work because it's always been the same, but I, I feel like I had started to let myself 
come off the rails a little bit in terms of I want my work to inspire and encourage others. And, um, and I found myself in my work kind of uh, trying to create this tough guy edge, you know, that kind of made me look, um, you know, just, uh, you know, maybe more confident than I was or something like that, you know, and it's like, well, I, I want, is that, was that look necessarily encouraging and inspiring others? And it's like, well, I think if it was inspiring them, I felt like it was inspiring them to, uh, to kind of have kind of some like gritty, like kind of edge to them or something, you know? And it's like, again, if you really spent enough time with me, I'm just not necessarily that kind of tough guy kind of person, you know, it's like, I, I'm just not. And so I think it, it was kind of me just stepping back and being like, well, okay, it doesn't change the fact that I enjoy doing that style, but if, if it was just me and if I was just, again, going back to doodling like I was in the beginning, um, it tends to be more whimsical and just kind of fun, you know? So, right. so um, Andre wants to know if the thing in the top right is a sketchbook. Yeah, so that was uh, a project for uh, Scout Books, uh, um, uh, a company in Portland, Oregon, and so they do uh, little kind of journals and sketchbooks um, uh, and so this was a project for them. I did uh, a little calendar that was on wood and then uh, these sketchbooks. And this is a postcard down here. So Titus wants to know, um, he knows that you use Instagram to share your work a lot. And he would be interested to hear what he thinks about the recent update and if it will affect how and what he shares, what you share. Sorry. Um, I mean, probably not necessarily like what I share. I think it's cool that I could, that kind of like Snapchat, you can yeah. uh, share kind of a story and so like this morning I kind of was sharing kind of here was my drawing before I colored it and then I was coloring it and then I kind of shaded it at the end so I wouldn't necessarily share that much um, on Instagram in one day but through the stories thing I think um, I'll probably start thinking of ways that I can share a little bit more of the process through that mm -hmm. um, but I mean I think the the whole way that Instagram is kind of um, kind of choosing for you you know what's going to pop up in your feed and things like that um, I mean, I think that's definitely affecting things and there just aren't as many eyes on your work as they, as there was kind of when Instagram was first starting. So, I mean, you can create these groups. Um, so, um, this group that I'm in, I know docs in that group. Um, it, I think it's like limited to 15 people and then you just push the little arrow. That's like the curved arrow. Have you heard this? Uh, I don't. I don't know if I've uh, looked into the groups or anything so, like that. So, so if you share something to a group, here's a little hack for everybody today. If uh -huh. you share something, you build a group of people. You share something to the group, and then then that group is. They have to be like people who are gonna like help you, you know. And and what you want to do is then they comment on. They click in and they like and comment on your post. Oh, okay. So you're not sharing maybe everything with the group, but you're sharing your big things. You things that you really want to help promote. So. Oh, um, yes. So in a way, it, it's, it really has worked. Like, I think we've been in the group for maybe, Doc, is it like maybe, I'm terrible with time, maybe like a week or two? Like, I can't remember. But like, I've seen um, the posts that I've done to the group have definitely um, been, um, got gotten more traction. So it's a way to yeah. kind of like beat the algorithm a little bit. So yeah, I, yeah. So talk about the this project. So. For one, for anybody who didn't know, so mainly letterer, even at Sevenly, you kind of started doing more illustration, and then that was really where you felt like you were needing to focus, is um, is 
going into illustration and then you started doing these and I love mine that I got and my friend Jay got one and he loves his so tell us what this is yeah thank you uh, uh well this is kind of the second of kind of a who knows how often it'll happen kind of series that I'm doing you know <laughs> so the first one uh, was kind of just a zine of uh, just stories and poems that uh, I had kind of um, put together kind of in the effort to just kind of wrangle my thoughts into into words uh, over the course of the year that I was in California and then moving up to Portland. Um, and uh, so I kind of just put all those together in the form of stories and poetry and then put it into a little zine um, that I sold on my site in um, I think I still have a few of the first one and this one available on my in my store. Um, but uh, then this one is kind of a smaller uh, issue. Um, and this one kind of rather than being a bunch of different stories and uh, poetry and stuff like that was just one topic that I kind of hit on. And uh, it's called Knock Before Entering. And so the whole kind of uh, theme running through the the um, the essay is basically what it is is just kind of the whole idea of uh, you know kind of checking how we're kind of communicating with one another because it's one thing to communicate with people face to face but then I feel like we tend to communicate with people differently once we're online and so it's kind of like uh, there's this uh, or like granted uh, harsher words that we can use when we're online when we're not face to face with people you know and so. Right. The, the essay was basically just kind of uh, kind of hopefully getting people to kind of realize that and ask themselves, you know, it's like, what would I, would I talk to people uh, in this way if they were standing in front of me and, mm -hmm. and are my harsh words towards people online really changing their mind? You know, it's like if, if somebody is trying to get you to, if I was trying to persuade you uh, to come over uh, and kind of see things from my perspective, um, Generally, what I was kind of saying throughout the essay is, you know, it's kindness that um, that wins people's hearts over. It's not it's not, uh, you know, harsh words and anger, you know, so uh, I don't know about you. But for me, it's like when somebody raises their voice, I, I tend to put up my wall rather than breaking it down, you know. But when somebody shows me that they're that they respect me and, and that they have the best for me, then I'm more willing to hear what they have to say. So that. Anyways, not to get off on that too much, but that, that's basically what this zine but was you, about. You did write all the content that was in these, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andre asked that. So Brian um, Jan, he's like, I'm trying to click on the pictures or scroll or something. So they are really easy. Okay. Will you show that picture, uh, well, the original drawing of this? Because I think that's uh, oh, right. yeah. that really nice. So again, yes, it started kind of as a bigger, um, a bigger piece, and then you kind of went in and... A, you know the back door it looks like I thought the back of it was the woman right uh, yeah yeah, yeah. I, I drew a bunch of these different little um, uh, kind of uh, portraits you know with the door on there and I kind of sprinkled them throughout the the zine so when you open it up there's kind of a bunch of these different people uh, just to kind of again give you the idea that each one of us has gone through our own struggle and each one of our, our own homes is different, you know, when we walk inside. So I was just trying to kind of convey that kind of, uh, I don't know, how everybody's different and, and the way that we need to talk to them, you know. So that happens through conversation and getting so, to know them. 
even when you're slam busy, you still are trying to do some of this other stuff because, and some of this is just reflection, right? You, things are changing. You're taking time to write some of these things down and taking mm. note of where you are and how you're feeling and, and, and then just continuing to make some work that is in relation to those things. And then, then you're figuring out a way to either make some money or to share that or to, right. Um, maybe making the money is at the end, but you're sharing this and helping other people and then, but you're paying your bills along the way. So, right. Uh, and Dr. Yeah. Or, uh, Brian asked if this was a triptych. Um, I, I'm not sure, uh, what, what you mean by that. Maybe so uh, three panels, but it's really, it's, it was one piece and you just kind of cut the, cause the, the number 10, that image over there to the left. Yeah. Uh, this one here. Yeah. Um, is that a triptych? I guess that, but it's not. It's just one image, right? Yeah, just just one image. Yeah, one illustration, and then I, I kind of uh, cropped it. If, on the inside of the zine, when you open it up, and the center kind of spread is this full graphic, kind of in color and stuff. Uh, gotcha. But yeah. Sorry, it's um, my secretary in office calling. Oh no worries. <laughs> anyway. So, um, all right. So, so really you also, uh, you went from lettering to illustration to animation. So can we talk a little bit about that? And then this other kind of style. So again, you're always kind of showing that you have these multi styles that you can do, and then you've kind of honed in on another one that you're really using with the illustrations. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, again, kind of, I feel like uh, where I'm at now all kind of started when I left, you know, the company in California and started, uh, you know, working for myself because, um, again, all of, all of kind of what put me where I was when I left um, to work freelance um, had all really been uh, started when I was still pretty young, you know, as a designer, kind of trying to find my voice in so I was doing all of this work and uh, really still in a place of self-discovery. And then somebody, you know, saw that work and really invested in it and encouraged me to do more of it. And so um, I'm not saying that it's the, it wasn't me or it wasn't um, honest at the time. You know, it, it was it was what I was doing, you know, and we all grow and uh, we can't fault ourselves for, you know, growing. You know, it's something that we all have to do. Um, but I had kind of gotten to this point again where I was like, well, um, it, it, yes, I've done it in the past and yes, I'm doing it, but is it necessarily mm -hmm. uh, in my growing process? Am I saying that I'm stopping here and I'm, and I'm not going to grow any further? I'm not going to keep discovering or exploring, like, is this really who I am, like, or who I want to, uh, to be in my work, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just felt like I wasn't there yet. Um, and so even with Dark Water, which is this little zine series, um, which was also a bit of a style break from my usual stuff. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's kind of the stuff like this, um, uh, which, again, is the more kind of commercial work, um, mm -hmm. the stuff like that I did for Mir Miller. Um, uh, so all of this was kind of along the lines of the stuff that I was doing um, when I was working freelancer at that company in California. And, um, so I, I just kind of decided I was going to keep exploring and keep trying to figure out what was next. And, um, so I'd always been inspired by traditional tattoo work and, 
So just kind of, again, in an attempt to kind of keep pushing things forward, I kind of started dabbling in like more heavily influenced tattoo work rather than Mm -hmm. kind of inspired on the side. And so uh, I spent a a good few months just kind of really, um, really just all of my work was, was, was just kind of riffing off of uh, tattoo work. And so is this a lot of stippling? Is that how you're getting that kind of shading and that kind of uh, texture? Yeah. Uh, so it was, it was all just, you know, a ballpoint pen, uh, Sharpie for the line work and then a ballpoint pen, just like tapping away, for, you know, making all the shading. And so wow. it definitely took a good amount of time. Uh, but you know, it's like, I, I really enjoyed it and, and I still really enjoy traditional tattoo work. I don't really have, uh, I only have one tattoo and it's not even traditional, but it's like, I, I really enjoy, you know, the craftsmanship mm. that goes into that, you know, the trade. Um, but I, I knew this was really just having fun. Yeah. I really didn't really expect this to ever go anywhere. It's like, uh, you know, people seem to enjoy it, but I just, I, unless I wanted to become a tattoo artist, I was like, I don't know what this is going to turn into. So, um, but what does it was, that mean? Uh, so this is quiet coyote. (laughs) My uh, wife is a second grade teacher and we were dating at this time. And so I would come into her class every once in a while and just kind of, you know, draw with the kids or something. And she had this thing where it's like, they would all be talking and she would just be like, quiet coyote. And you know, like all the kids would, you know, just, (laughs) that was the signal to just be quiet, you know? (laughs) I'm going to start using that. And so what, this is just, is this, I don't know. I would think this is R in sign language, but yeah, that that's just fingers crossed, like hopes, you know, okay, yeah. uh, really uh, the thing I, I guess that I also like about tattoo work is just kind of how like everybody kind of has their own meaning uh, in their tattoos and half the time you wouldn't expect them to mean what they actually mean to that person. And so this was basically just a bunch of random symbolism and, you know, it doesn't necessarily even mean anything to me. But when I, when people look at it, I like them to think that maybe it means something big and important, you know? (laughs) So So, Titus said you should talk about your slow, your breath down tattoo. Okay. Uh, Yeah, that one. um, I I wish I had it to show here. Maybe I could dig it up while I'm talking uh, so people could know what we're talking about here. Switch back uh, to, um, or I guess you can, you can still, you, cause we can't see what you're doing on the outside. Yeah. I'll, I'll bring it up uh, as soon as I find it here. Okay. Um, but uh, that one, it's basically two hands um, that are uh, here. Let me see. It's really hard for me to talk. And I know. Well, this. here. Uh, so I'll. T- so one of the okay. things that I thought was really interesting is is that you do keep learning, and so I think that that's a misnomer again. Another myth that designers are like, oh, I find my style, and that's it. And then, but really you can't, like you can't just be one style. You can continually move and change and it can continually grow and you can kind of get more niche, but in the same way, you know, you don't eat the same food every day and just like trends change with, um, in the market. And so you'd have to be able to kind of, to stay as a producing artist, you do have to be able to continually adjust and do, okay. Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, again, that was kind of part of it was this, you know, I, again, I didn't know where it was going to go, but I was like, well, this is a lot of fun and I'm enjoying it. And again, that's the thing that you always have to remind yourself is 
why did you even start? It was because you enjoyed drawing and you wanted to share this with the world, you know, uh, in the hopes that somebody would see it and be inspired to do something, you know. And as soon as you start thinking of it in terms of what's working and what isn't working, then you start to overthink it and the magic's gone, you know. Yeah. So this, I didn't know where it was going to go. It eventually helped me with, you know, what I'll talk about here in a sec, but, um, but it was just me having fun, you know. So it was kind of like me starting to draw again at my day job in Oklahoma. So this design in particular, uh, just to kind of talk about it really fast, um, uh, was basically just kind of, uh, there's a song that um, I kind of referenced in a recent collaboration or uh, uh, I contributed this design to a project um, that's kind of inspired by tattoo uh, work. And uh, I talked about a song in it that kind of inspired uh, or that kind of the theme in the song kind of reflects what's going on here. And so it's basically the idea that, you know, you know, though we may not be kind of tied together, like literally, uh, you know, when anytime we're in a relationship with somebody or um, more, more specifically with this design, it was kind of my kind of, uh, kind of showing that relation or even our relationship with God or whatever. It's this thing that can't be broken, you know, so a sword is a very tangible thing. Uh, that's like this very earthly thing but no sword can separate us, you know? So that, that was kind of the, the concept behind that. Again, trying to kind of visualize this kind of weighty kind of thing in a traditional kind of tattoo style is just always really cool and just, I don't know, kind of fun. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but right. I, I guess... Uh, if, Jump if that's, in it. Okay. okay. So, I mean, kind of like I was saying, this was just kind of an exploration, didn't know where it was going to go. Uh, but then kind of talking about where I'm at now um, with uh, with my illustration work is, again, kind of trying to get back to a more fun kind of whimsical style, you know, that really honestly feels a little bit more like me. You know, it's like I, I'm always doing this kind of what if kind of imagination thing where I'm just like, what if this happened? Or, you know, if 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 when I look at a go kart, I'm like, you know, if I was a kid and I had you know, whatever little money I have now, that's more than I had when I was a kid, you know, I would, <laughs> I would uh, take a squirt gun and rig it to the side. And I would probably put, you know, a speedometer on there on my handlebar and put a couple to there, put a meat eater engine in the back, and I'd be set, you know. <laughs> so it, it was kind of like trying to bring kind of that whimsical side of me into my illustration work. Um, and so in doing that, I was bringing a lot of the same techniques into this stuff that I was using when I was doing the tattoo-inspired stuff. So um, really not much changed beyond the fact that the subject matter was shifting, you know, and that I was trying to kind of loosen things up again. Right. Uh, because, again, with the tattoo stuff, uh, you know, it's very tight. And it's very, you know, it's all about getting really nice line work. You know, tra tra traditional tattoo work right. is always about you know, trying to make things look nice like that. And so but you're doing stippling here as well. Uh, no, this is actually just colored pencil. Oh. Um, so I'm still trying to kind of get that same look. Um, it does. It has that. Yeah. Well, well, that's, that's good. Cause that's what I was trying to kind of replicate without spending hours. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I kept thinking you were doing though. I was like, Oh my gosh. No, okay, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, I feel like the other thing about colored pencil is, you know, ultimately what I would love to do is, is do work for, um, for children. So children's book illustrations and stuff. 
Um, and uh, so, um, I'm sorry, I've got to silence some messages that I'm getting. Right we don't now. <laughs> hear them, just so you know, but I know we're like I'm cutting time close. So I just want them to see some of your animations too. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, well, show the, the pogo stick though. And okay. like, just quickly go through like the buns. I think that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So this is, a, again, me and my imagination, like upgrading your kind of standard childhood toys. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, the city's this, great. Yeah, this is just kind of uh, a study, you know. Mm -hmm. um, these are some insects that I drew up for my wife, and then uh, she was doing an insect unit in her classroom. Uh, and so these were illustrations that she was able to put into her worksheets and stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, this is... Just a, a sleeping bear, <laughs> how I was feeling one morning. Um, <laughs> this is uh, a guy working on his truck. It's like my dad was always working on our cars growing up, and so it's kind of inspired by childhood memories. <laughs> um, yeah, this hot dog one was for National Hot Dog Day. <laughs> is that still not stippled? It was, that's all colored pencil? Yeah, just colored pencil. It, and it looks really good. It definitely has the stipple. Thank you. Yeah, it's so all I, kind of about what, what kind of pencil you're using and the paper, kind of the texture yeah. of it. Make it look like Andre says the insects could be cool to have on textbooks or school materials, which I actually think you would totally be interested in. And Brian, his wife, is an entomologist. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah so I, I love mean, that's, the next one, too. Sorry. Oh. No, yeah, long term, I would love to do more stuff for kids or whether it's, you know, book illustrations, whether that's textbook or um, picture book, you know. Um, yeah, this, this, is kind one. Of, this one I feel like was, uh, again, kind of inspired by the transition between uh, styles. You know, it's like you feel like there's something great uh, on the other side of the canyon, but it's just about trying to clear the gap. You know, <laughs> you know what I love about this one, too, that it's on the other side. There's a fruit tree. And the tree is a home for somebody. And so it's like all these other things. So you have the dinosaur bones, which is, you know, history or, I mean, and granted, maybe you weren't thinking all that much in there, but there's yeah. the diamond and the chest and, you know, right. but the, even just that tree is more, you, you know, a, a better tree than the other tree, you know? Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. You know, it's like the soil is better. So the tree is bigger and there's fruit in the tree and there's treasure below ground. It's mm -hmm. not just, the value on top of the land, you know? So uh, this is uh, a little animation I kind of put together. So yeah, I, I did a lot of motion graphics work uh, when I was in high school actually, um, and kind of post high school and even at the agency I worked at in uh, Oklahoma, but I never really pushed it, pursued it too hard. Um, so lately uh, I, I've just kind of been like, well, why not? I always really enjoyed it. Um, so that, that's that I've been trying to kind Brian, of... Brian has a question. Do all of these have an application or are some of these just for exploration? Um, all of this more colorful stuff, for the most part, I've, I've recently started working on some client work in this style, but really everything here has just been uh, personal work. It's just trying to show people, this is what I want to do, and, and hopefully I'm showing you enough of it that you can trust me to do it for right. you. And, and some of that is, it's like, how quickly am I turning things out? How, how often, um, as 
also how consistent is the work and is it good and it, you know it's you do have to kind of show that especially when you've transitioned and that's another transition that you've done is not just illustration you've also illustration style you've transitioned but you have to create a body so that people do trust yeah and that's it and again the thing that i felt like i was starting to uh lose a bit you know when i started exploring uh when i went freelances i had a style when i went to uh, work at the company in California, but then I started to lose that style a little bit as I explored. And um, because again, I, I felt like I wasn't done exploring and I feel like with this style, I finally found something that feels, feels very much like me and like a style that even within this style, I feel like I have the freedom to even do some more exploring. And so um, I, that's why I kind of created a new portfolio and Hey, like this is this one style, you know, cause I think art directors and, uh, that's what they're looking for when they're looking for somebody that they can work with is consistency and they're not going to be surprised with something totally different if they hire you for their project, you know? Right. So, but uh, yeah. So I, yeah, I love, let's see the bird. <laughs> Does he have a name? <laughs> no, I, I did not name him, but this is usually a looping gift, so it's not very long. Right. It's a fast one, but it's cute. And I really like this other one, which was a compilation of you and somebody else, right? Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I'm not sure if it's, it's, can you guys hear music? No. Okay. Oh, it's okay. Uh, it, it's not that much. It doesn't add that much to it. But uh, yeah, this was, again, when I was doing the more tattoo inspired stuff, um, this was a commission for uh, somebody. Somebody commissioned this owl. And then uh, Deneen Pottery is the guys that made the mug. Um, they hit me up and wanted to uh, see if I'd be interested in, you know, putting that illustration on a mug. And uh, so there's actually still some of these mugs available if anybody's interested. Uh, yeah, they're the awesome. Pottery's website. So, um, but yeah, so that was a lot of fun as well. It's always cool to see your work on something, you know, not just online. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, I want to do this one last question just to kind yeah. of how important is having and keeping social media presence even when you're busy and how do you how important is it to self-promote like how is it how are you you know when you're doing something new how many project how many pieces are you putting out there and how often or I mean and again I don't think that there is a formula but I do think yeah. it's more than what some people may think mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of, um, well, for one, it's, it's really important, you know, <laughs> it's like if people don't see you online, if they don't know you exist, then, then they can't hire you, you know, or they, they don't know you, you exist, you know, so uh, I like to think of it like, you know, it's kind of the 10% rule where it's like 10% of what you post is going to be uh, like 10 like whatever you post, however much you post, 10% of those people who see it are going to actually react to it. Mm. And then 10% of the people who react to it are going to respond to it and like take action. And then probably 10% of those who take action are actually going to turn into a real project that, that pays you. <laughs> so when you like narrow it down that much, it's very few, you know, so it's like you might have a really decent following, but if very few people are interacting with you, then that means very few people are contacting you and very few people, very few of those who are contacting you are actual, you know, projects that 
um, that have a budget or, you know, that really kind of understand what it takes to make, make a project happen, you know, so it's really important. Uh, so uh, regardless of how busy you are, you might say, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm really busy or I, I wish I was busier, but I'm busy with other life stuff, too busy with other life stuff to post work. Um, but if you need more work, you, you need to be posting things, you know, unless you have some secret portal that, uh, that feeds you work. <laughs> but if you're a freelancer, it just needs to be part of your week. It needs yeah. to be something that you're doing on a weekly basis, not something that you're doing whenever you're not busy because right. you will get out of the mind of those people if you're, if you don't continually. So Nathan, I always, I could say talking to you forever, but we, I don't want to, you probably need to eat something else besides oh, a pizza. No worries. Right? No. <laughs> um, but so I want to share how people can follow you and to, you know, see the rest more of your work. And so on Twitter and Instagram, you can find him at Nathan Yoder and that's Y O D E R. And I put it over in the chat. Yeah. You also um, have two, um, different URLs. And so do you want to talk about why you have two different URLs? Well, and so one is yonder studio, Y O N D R studio.com. And then right. one is Nathan Douglas Yoder.com. So tell right. about why, why two. Yeah. Um, so uh, yonder studio has been kind of my ongoing portfolio since I started freelance and uh, kind of like I've been talking about during the course of the show, you know, that's very much one, style that I feel like I've kind of landed on over the past couple of years. Um, but kind of once I decided to take things in a more kind of colorful, fun direction, um, I just knew that it was too much of a deviation to really sneak it into the current portfolio. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so I, I just felt like it needed to be something different and it needed to be its own thing. It's kind of like Honda and Acura. You know, it's like if Acura tried to put one of their cars in Honda's circulation, like nobody's going to pay for it or it's not going to find the right target audience, you know? Um, so yeah, with Nathan Douglas Yoder.com. Uh, yeah. Nathan Yoder was taken. So if you guys know Nathan Yoder, whoever he is, that has my URL. <laughs> persuade him. That would be great. Uh, but uh, yeah. So Nathan Douglas Yoder, I, I just had to make it something separate. Uh, Cause um, again, like I was saying, there's no formula to this. Uh, I, I didn't want to completely take down Yonder Studio because uh, I'm still going to be doing work from there, and um, I'm sure that'll be evolving as well. But it'll be taking a little more time than just kind of switching all the work out, you know? Right, right. Okay, so I just want to make sure – so just going to repeat the URL. So Nathan Douglas, D-O-U-G-L-A-S, Yoder, Y-O-D-E-R.com, and then right. – Yonder Studios, Y O N D R Studios. Nope, just Studio uh, no. OS yeah. on the end. Sorry, <laughs> right. I'm like looking at the link to make sure. No, it's okay. So, um, we didn't get to talk about, about uh, you transitioned from being single to being married, but you kind of talked that you said, you know, your wife or whatever. So, um, I'm just, I'm just thankful that you were able to come on, and um, I hope you guys are liking the new platform. It is, you, you can't just click in, you have to, you know, go to the email or whatever, but Nathan, it's been awesome. Like, I think you're a huge inspiration to a ton of people and definitely to me and just keep at it and your work does make a difference and your life matters and your work matters. And I'm really glad that you found something that feels more like 
like you. I mean, I love that style. I absolutely well, love the creativity. And Andre earlier said, you know, I think it was either Brian or Andre said that you're there's so much um, conceptual stuff in your in your work, and I love that too. But which site would they go to if they wanted to get dark water or if they wanted to get some um, actual pieces? Is that yeah, yeah, share that. Uh, that would just be store yonderstudio.com. Okay. So, and is there a link? from yonder studio or do you have to write store dot um you yeah there's a link from yonder studio it's just in the information kind of uh page so if you go to yonderstudio.com and you click on information there's a link in there so yeah. perfect um so that's good store dot yonder um right andre said it was hard to find but he found it yeah. so yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> So next week, guys, we have Peter Del Tondo, and he is going to be talking about um, comparison and uh, just about being like a project manager and taking on knowing how much to take on and then also maybe when to bill. So he does a weekly billing. So people are prepaying for his work, which his time, which yeah. I think is really smart. Um, yeah. I, I do progress billing, so I'm excited to hear how the weekly billing goes. And I just think that's like a cool way to do. And he also definitely feels like we are working for a purpose. So I hope you guys will join us next week. It's actually the same link. So um, if you keep this, you can keep the same link. For a year, I have the same link every whatever. So giving you the insider view. Yeah. Um, and you guys can follow me at um, Design Recharge on Twitter or Instagram. And then you can always go to rechargingyou.com to sign up and get the list. You get the questions on Tuesday and the you get the link on Tuesday also, but nobody ever clicks it from there, I don't think. But I give it to you 30 minutes before we start so you can make sure and there's a you can add it to your Google Calendar so you don't miss an episode. So guys, thanks so much for coming and um, Nathan, just thank you. So, and again, remember we're on iTunes now, so feel free. We're always on YouTube as well. So iTunes, give us a rating if you don't mind. And, um, I just want to tell you guys, thanks so much for coming And Nathan. Thanks for being such an inspiration. Ah, well, thank you. Yeah, it means a lot. Well, thanks for having me and thanks to all you guys who tuned in. It means a lot to have you here and just hear me blabber. Hopefully it was, uh, hopefully it was <laughs> somewhat beneficial to somebody <laughs> somehow. <laughs> It was hugely beneficial, and I always get something out. So tons of people saying thank you, and I guess my audio was, it was like a kung fu movie. So sorry about that. <laughs> um, but thank you guys. I'm going to hit stop.